listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show, with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hello, I'm Alison. And I am Lisa, and we are the Soggy Bottom Girls. This is kind of a digression for us. Is that a word? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yes, digression. This, this is a very special episode of the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast because we are going all off topic and we are also trying to record with a different setting. Um, <laughs> She's outside. She's I'm got outside. chickens. She's got ducks, cows, but I can't hear your cows, right? No. Maybe a little traffic from time to time. The milk truck might go by, but um, so you get a little soundtrack to this episode. Listen to that. It's so (laughs) Disney-esque. That is my rooster named Star Spangled. And he's named that because? (laughs) (laughs) Because he's really speckled and kind of just a spectacle. And I don't know why Star Spangled stuck out to me. Hmm. Just seemed sort of like well, a nice alliteration for he's him. He's the star of our podcast today. Evidently. I, I hope <laughs> I'm watching him walk closer. I hope he's not. <laughs> oh, it's like he knows. He knows that all those people will listen to him. Anyway, we're going. We're going all rogue today, and just sort of discussing whatever we feel like a potpourri of topics. I believe. I like um, it. Are you a potpourri fan? I am not. Tell me more <laughs> about that. <laughs> I just remember sort of, I remember like my aunts or even my mom having dusty plastic bags of ribbon tied, you know, Whose idea uh, was fake flowers. Honestly. You know what it really is? It's almost like sh- bedding shavings, like rabbit shavings that have been dyed weird colors. And then you throw a cinnamon stick and an orange in there. And there you go. It's I am guilty of having a dusty bowl of potpourri in my bathroom in 1995. Yeah. I'm thinking sure I, I was the height too. of decor in the <laughs> 90s. How am I going to wash this? Oh, you throw it away and you buy a new bag. Delicious. I wonder... I wonder if you can still get it. I haven't seen it for a while. I guess Why don't I you just make out. some? Why don't you just make some? Uh, don't you like to do that? Don't you cook up some citrusy things or something? Yeah, I you? try. All I do is put, there is a um, recipe I found online to make your house smell like William Sonoma. Like, <laughs> like this is why William Sonoma smells so good. And so when I think there's something stinky in the house, like somebody made fish or, you know, there's just a bad whatever smell. Um, Water, of course, lemon slices, um, Mm -hmm. vanilla and rosemary. Oh, Mm -hmm. fresh rosemary? I, when I have it, yeah, I have fresh rosemary now, but in the winter, sometimes I'll just put like some dried in there. Smells amazing. Boil it up. Yeah. I'm also a big believer in- And lemon. And lemon, yeah. I'm a big believer in cloves. Mm -hmm. Like when we were trying to sell, we've moved five times. And when you want to sell a house, you try to make it smell as good as you can and cover up your nose blindness to your own weird, funky smell in your house. And people are like, you know, boil a cinnamon stick, 
no, it's not good enough. You have to include that clove. It's got that like really nice spicy smell. Hmm. Cinnamon and clove. So there you go. I like it. You I like the more get natural baking stuff tips for sure. and real estate tips from me. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> you know what I you know what you could say? It's a potpourri. It's a potpourri <laughs> of things. <laughs> That's just your hashtag of who you are. Um, hashtag Lisa Potpourri. Did you ever in the selling or showing of your houses ever bake bread? No. No, you didn't. Wow. Uh, I did bake cookies and like leave them on the counter mm-hmm, for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, nice, I like it. Yeah, that was before I, I was like baking it. bread. Sadly. Well, when did you start baking bread? How long ago? Mm, uh, just a, probably just a few years ago. My grandma gave me a bread maker, mm-hmm. and I was baking bread in that. And I was like, "Why am I using doing this when I can just use my stand mixer to mix it mm-hmm. up?" You know, mm-hmm. and the bread maker is kind of cumbersome. Do you have one? Uh, I did. I did. Uh, that was sort of a 90s must have right alongside your bag of potpourri, I think. You know, you were... The that perfect was... wedding gift for us as <laughs> yes. brides in the 90s. <laughs> Do you remember years ago when I sent you that article, the ton in cheek article about garage, you know, like the sick joke garage sale that didn't even have a hot air popper? In it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the '90s kitchen had to have a bread maker, or I mean, it was almost like a status thing. I, yes, which is so weird. And you now just leave it are, out there on the counter. Ugh, yeah, and it's huge and cumbersome. Exactly right. And not to but mention I, your your loaf is square, mm-hmm. right? And then it always had that like thing stuck in the bottom, like that piece of metal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't eat that. That's not part of the loaf. Take that little thingy out. And then you have a big hole in the bottom. It is. Oh, my I gosh. Don't know. So I still have it. It's in the basement. I really need to get rid of it. But it, you, it means- you, you're a purger. You still have that? It was from wow. my grandma. She gave it to me like four or five years ago. Because oh, she was okay. sick of it. And then she passed away, you know, a couple years ago. And I, I don't know, just makes me sad. Okay. So. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're allowed. You're okay. allowed to keep it. I am okay. a big purger, though. You know, I am. Well, speaking loosely of bread, I was kind of thinking over our season that we just discussed at great yes. length. And I was looking at a few highlights and I was remembering ciabatta. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like forever ago when the bakers made ciabatta? Yes. And then you also made ciabatta. Um, sort of. I made I made a flatbread recently. Well, you were making baguettes a lot too. But yes, I made a lot of baguettes, and mm-hmm. I thanks to Paul Hollywood, I feel like I, I feel like I've nailed that. So, mm-hmm. um, but I I made a flatbread the other day, um, made with potato. Oh, you you actually cook one russet potato mm-hmm. and then mash it until it's fluffy. Mm-hmm. And then it's um, in a kind of a normal flatbread thing. And then what did I put on the top of it? Zatar for the first time. Oh. And if it hadn't been for the GBBO, I wouldn't know where even to start with the Zatar. But I, I used it. It was fantastic. Well, I do remember talking about Zatar this season. And I remember... That way back on week two, which was biscuit week, Ian makes the fig and zatar 
cracker, mm-hmm. I believe, or biscuit, biscuit, however you want to call it. And um, the judges, the judges thought it was too pungent, and so he used too I much sitar. He used too much. So, mm-hmm. what do you? How can you? Can you relate to that? If you had added too much, would it have been? Up- overpowering and what can you tell well what we did for the um the flatbread and it was from my new dessert person cookbook um and funny that it has lots of savory bakes in there that's where it came Mm. from and Mm -hmm. she had you put and i feel like it was a quarter cup it was a lot of the zatar into olive oil and then you kind of let it I don't know. Bloom. You, I was just going to say bloom. Is that the right word? And then just paint it oh, onto it your, like I knew your hot flatbreads. And yeah, it turned out nice. I made a, a an eggplant dip that I'm assuming is some form of baba ganoush to go with it. And that came mm-hmm. out really well, too. So something new for me. Well, um, is it Middle Eastern? I think so. Origin? Mm-hmm. It's a very funky blend that I don't, I'm not even sure what's in it, but the sumac, I know there's sumac that, and sesame seeds. I wonder if I would like it or not. What do you, I think uh, you would. Can you think of an application besides a bread or an olive oil that sounds good to you? I think I might try some kind of like twisty bread with it mm-hmm. inside. Um, it has like teensy little notes of sweetness. Like, I don't know if there's cinnamon in there, but it's sort of like, you know, reminds you of that. So I don't think you would ever want to use it in a sweet bake. I think it's hmm. full on savory. And um, I would also like to mention it was $10 for one <laughs> regular, you know, one ounce or whatever it is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, at, jar of it so it was really it was hard to find first of all it was Mm -hmm. really hard to find i had to go to whole foods um and yeah very expensive so i won't be able to find it at aldi is what you're Mm -mm. saying (laughs) i'm very sorry to say aldi should totally carry it but (laughs) it would rot on the shelf there i believe uh do any of the bakes stand out to you from this season anything that was you know I don't know I guess I'm thinking of one of my favorite weeks and it's still something I haven't made and want to was in week four when they had to make baked Alaska and (laughs) one of the two of us has done it and can speak more about it but I, I still love that challenge even though it was very the controversy mm-hmm. of Ian and all of that. It's still something that I really, I don't know. I guess I've romanticized it a little bit in my I, mind. I think you should do it. You should absolutely do it. Um, that, you know, you have, you have an ice cream maker, correct? I do. Yeah. I do. And since making that baked Alaska, I have made ice cream so many times. And I'm not afraid of it anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, most of us living here in, you know, 2000, 2021, you don't think, oh, I'd like some ice cream. I guess I'll make it. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? You go to the mm-hmm. store and you buy it and everybody has their favorite brand. You want some Ben and Jerry's? You want a Hagen dazs or whatever? You know, when I think of, oh, I'd like to have a cookie. I don't think, well, I'm going to go to the store and get a Chips Ahoy because that's my favorite brand. No, I make it myself. 
And so now that making ice cream is, is just as easy as making, you know, it's just, I think the key, and I've said this to people before, the key is just to know that you want ice cream tomorrow. Because with, at least with mine, with my maker, your mixture has to be chilled. You have to cook it and then chill it, like really chill it, or your your bowl won't freeze it. My bowl won't freeze it. So, but gosh, it's it's so incredibly good. Mm-hmm. And um, knowing just that there's like four things in there, you know, milk, sugar, eggs. Okay. And then whatever flavoring you want. So I, I would mm-hmm. encourage everybody to just find an easy recipe. And I, I've seen teachers at school do it in like a bag. You know, they put it in like a Ziploc. Uh, yeah, yeah, Have you seen yeah. that? Have you ever made it like yeah. that before? Well, we had a, when the kids were little, we had a plastic ball. And it had, you could see, so you could have kids roll it back and forth yes. outside to each other. We had that. Yeah, that was It was fun. something that was purchased. Mm-hmm. Like an ice cream ball. I want to know about that because mm-hmm. I would love to try that with my class. Well, I will look and see if I have it because I'll just send it to you. It's I've seen them before and I think my sister has one and I think she was trying to get rid of it. I was like, I already have one. But um, yeah, it would be perfect for your class. Yes. It's pretty heavy duty plastic. Uh-huh. And the idea is that kids sit on the ground and roll it back and forth to each other. Yeah, That is that so is fun. Like- We've made butter. Many, many Mm -hmm. times throughout my, you know, 18 year teaching career. And every time the children are just blown away, that cream turns into butter. You know, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep shaking it. Keep shaking it. And I think that they would really dig the ice cream thing. So sure they would. I want to encourage you to try a baked Alaska. um, But if you don't, at least make some ice cream. Make some lavender ice cream. I will. I will. Um, I, it's not the same, but I did mention this this season. One of my favorite things to make in summer, not an ice cream, but it mimics a sorbet is to have kind of a musk melon that you peel and you cut in chunks and lay it out on a cookie tray and you freeze it. And then you just blend those frozen chunks and you can refreeze it and it tastes like sorbet. And Vivian has requested her birthday is Monday mm-hmm. lavender cantaloupe sorbet. So I'm going to make that on Monday, but I do want to try some ice creams with lavender and I don't, you know, the change of the season always helps push those ideas through right now mm-hmm. that we're almost into full summer here. Um, yeah. And I do want to make a baked Alaska. I swear I do. So your must melon sorbet can be a one ingredient thing. That's all it, it is. It's just yeah. smelling. But there's something about freezing the chunks first. Mm-hmm. Not like blending it and freezing that blend, but freezing chunks and then putting it in your food processor. Yes. It's can be ready to go right then. Mm-hmm. But I I blend it uh or food processor rather food process it with some lavender syrup and then freeze it slightly mm-hmm. again. And she just loves it. She loves it. And that's going to be her birthday. Nice. She's never been a big cake person. I've taken a lot of pride in making 99% of my kids, you know, birthday desserts. But she's not a cake person. So she usually has chocolate mousse. But this year it'll be cantaloupe, lavender, cantaloupe. Delicious. We do something similar with um, pineapple. Have you ever read a Dole Whip? from 
like Disney World, you know, um, if you no. freeze, if you freeze chunks of pineapple and then just blend it with some milk or almond milk, it's a, like a really delicious treat. That sounds delicious. Yes. I highly huh. recommend that for summer. You just have to have a really good blender. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, probably a pretty sweet pineapple too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could add so, sweetener if you needed to. I suppose. I like it. Yeah. In reflection, I also picked out a, a couple of things that I thought were ridiculous wastes of time um, for this season's bakers. Like, do you remember? <laughs> mini, do you remember mini pear pies? Yes, I do. Of course. Uh, the definition of fiddly, I think. Fiddly um, and so. Uh, just watching it slide down the pear to me <laughs> is just like, oh, so frustrating. Just, I can just imagine that happening to me and my pear being raw and just being a puddle, a puddle of pastry at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> With your poor, poorly poached pears. Yes, my pears have been poorly poached, <laughs> particularly poor. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that, waste of time. Yeah, that same week that was mini pear pies for the technical. That is the week that our friend Norman was sent home with his haggis pie. Oh, Remember God. the <laughs> the three tiered pies? Yes. Uh, oh, and his meringue pie too. The la- lavender, where they all had something to say about how much lavender was in his mm, too much <laughs> too much oh my gosh norman boy yeah it does seem like a long time ago that we said goodbye to him norman who's a keen potter a keen potter i can't say it <laughs> would you like to mention his website have we talked yeah. about that before when we were i don't know if we did we or not learning more about norman we decided to see if we could reach out to him. We were not able to do that, but we did find his pottery page is, was it YouTube? We found it on YouTube. Like he does a lot of pottery and we noticed that his skateboard wasn't, he, did he do an ice cream on the That skateboard? was like week one, the Swiss yes. roll. Swiss roll. Swiss Thank roll. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But he did it on a skateboard with like Swiss roll wheels. Yes. And he, did. he made that himself. He did. And you can watch a YouTube video of other pieces he's potted. Yeah. Um, and then he has a Twitter also, doesn't he? I believe he does. He tweets. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but, you know, you think about it, and I've said it a billion times, if you want to be on this show, you have to be an artist as well. You know, that's why I, I could never right. be on it. But, he, you know, there he is. And these oh. two things go nicely hand in hand. You know, um, knowing how to form things and not only that, being able, but he, being able to make those beautiful serving things. And let's talk about our good friend, Richard, who also, um, you know, creates lots of things. And I would call him an artist, you know, with wood. He's an artist. He, he really knows what he's doing um, with all his little stair, eclair stairs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I have to think of Mel and Sue, the stair eclair, the eclair stair. <laughs> so fabulous. And of course, Louis, who is 
all of the things he makes always have that like little extra kick of artistry to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think this season is maybe one of the first ones where you're like, oh yeah, everybody it's moving that way, which will eventually result in someone like Kim Joy that I taught, who I talk about all the time. Who's like the ultimate combination of artist and baker and maybe even more of an artist than she is a baker you know because mm-hmm. every single thing she does she can't just make a, a cream puff it has to be a kitty or a turtle you know right, right and right. they didn't even ask for it so yeah i feel like there's a little bit it would be interesting to kind of chart it the evolution of the artistry required on this show you know up to the uh i keep browbeating this but the the sculptures and the the 3d cookie things and stuff like that that just make it you know the word ridiculous comes to mind but i don't think it even begins to describe how ridiculous it has become sorry i always go on a tirade every time you just let me talk you need to tell me to shut up I think this summer you should challenge yourself to a bust of your of somebody. Um, let's <laughs> I was just see. trying to think of who you would do if that was if you had to do a bust of somebody in cake. Who would you? Cindy Lauper. I'll do Cindy Lauper. Oh, I feel like I'd channel her in my band, you know, with my yeah. wigs and stuff. And I've started wearing tutus. So have you? Yes, I, I like have. It. Let's die. <laughs> I digress, but yes, I love the tutu. Love so it. you went, you went choose Freddie Mercury is what you're saying. Mm, I don't think I could do Freddie any kind of. Uh, oh, that episode, which we have not discussed, <laughs> no. but I'm, I think anybody who likes a British baking show has watched that latest season, the COVID season that shows that maybe there weren't enough artists I mean, I couldn't do that, although I should say there's no way I could make a. I mean, you saw the picture of my husky cake. Yes, I did. <laughs> Fantastic. So good. As if I could ever do Freddie Mercury or what, did someone try to do David Bowie also? Like, um, what in the world? Maybe like, was it Ziggy Stardust? You know, when he had like his lightning bolt? Oh, face? yeah. I yeah. Don't know. You know what the best sculpture I've ever done with the cake? A Barbie skirt that you stick a doll into. Have you ever done that? (laughs) When my kids were little, when I was at home with them and we were bored, I would always make a cake in a bowl and then stick that Barbie stick in there and then just let them go to town. (laughs) That would take up a good half a day. So there's my tip to all you moms out there. Get the the Barbie cake topper. It doesn't work with the whole doll. You have to just get the one where she's cut off at the waist. But that's the only sculpture I've ever done is a skirt. (laughs) A bowl skirt. But, but you just used your own bowl, huh? You didn't have yeah. the actual nah. Wilton nope. cake thing. Just any old bowl I, will work as long as you spray it enough. I did a basketball a time or two because I would find a mold at a garage sale or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think I did a Batman cake once. It was horrendous. Ooh, I, had I would the bat- love to see a picture of that. <laughs> I had the Batman pan, um, but I can't... Uh, <laughs> Someday or in my next lifetime, I will practice piping. That's really what it is. If you can pipe, you can camouflage the cake. But I, there's something about it that is just really difficult for me. And the Batman cake was not. You know what I'm going to try today? 
and this is this actually is connected to what you said. Um, I'm making some cupcakes for a get together, and I'm going to make an Italian buttercream, um, which is you know meringue that you put the hot syrup into. And I've been watching videos and practicing in my head. And the guy who made the video, he said, this is the best for piping. That an Italian buttercream is the best for piping. So I will report back to you on whether, because he showed a lot of the cakes and things that he's decorated with it. And he just said it comes out so beautiful and smooth. So not just a regular buttercream, Italian buttercream. That's a good tip. Yes. I will say that years ago when cupcakes started trending, Mm -hmm. um, I got a book called Hello Cupcake that has just really fun, fun cupcake decor in it. And I've wanted to make this particular recipe for a long time. It's really not a recipe. It's really not about the cupcake. It's about the decorating of it. They took cupcakes and kind of arranged them on a a rectangle serving tray and then decorated them all as starry, starry night by Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, wow. I bet that (laughs) was pretty. It is. And it's just muddled enough artistically that maybe I could do it because it's just a lot of color and where you put the color, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Piping's got to get better first. What what piping tip are you going to use on your cupcakes? I don't know. I think I'll do some practicing and see if I can figure out something new. There's always videos out there. And that's the, you know, beauty of living in the age that we, that we live in. There's so many people putting out tutorials. Your fireball cupcakes were beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully piped. Thank you. Um, that was just, you know trying out all the different tips with my $7 piping bag from Amazon. Have you tried painting the interior of the piping bag to get that Nancy flair? Remember on her baked Alaska, how beautiful she did her, the top of it. Yes. That is a great idea. I think that I might, might give that a go. When I did the fireball, um, I put in red food coloring and I think red and orange, trying to make it fiery, maybe mm-hmm. red, orange, and yellow, or mm-hmm. red and yellow, I guess, because those colors blend to make orange. <laughs> you have to teach people that in kindergarten, Lisa. Um, and it didn't quite mix. And so it did give it a little bit of that kind of fun flair. So maybe mm-hmm. I can go for it with my rum chata that I'm making today. My third attempt at um, boozy bakes. So I've done the <laughs> the fireball and the Baileys and now it's rum chata today. You could take a note out of Louie's book too, and just have like a big cocktail glass and a big straw right down the center, <laughs> center of the bake. Or some kind of, it. some kind of pipette on the top. <laughs> it's so scientific. <laughs> Lord. The Louis. pipette did, did look a little lab ish, you know, like a little mm-hmm. bit too. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want people to be thinking of bodily fluids. When but so signature like, for him, right? Just yes. so signature. And innovative and innovative mm-hmm. for sure. Do you ha- remember the Kugelhoff and the Googlehoff? <laughs> By the way. Das ist not from Austria, Alison. <laughs> yes, I don't know the difference though, but um, sure. Oh my gosh, I don't know the difference either. That wasn't a memorable um, challenge to me at mm-mm, all. Mm-mm. Um, I did like back to Richard's Eclair stare. Do you remember um, 
Louis made those like stars and stripes eclairs for the showstopper that were so gaudy, mm-hmm. so naff, in my opinion. Very naff but, and trying yeah. to be American, right? Right. And then poor Kate. I think this was the week that Kate was eliminated with Aww. her basil shoe that no one could taste the basil in. And it's a big deal. She made that lemon meringue with the basil shoe. I'm just wondering, how would you add the flavor of basil to shoe pastry? Like with a, with a, I mean, like a, would that puree from Aldi work? <laughs> I think, don't you think that, cause I have made like a stevia syrup before with real stevia leaves. Um, okay. And it seems that you could steep basil into some sugar syrup, the way that you do your lavender. And that would probably give it a really nice flavor. Don't you think? You're right. Basil is so strong. And you know, even though I claim to hate licorice, because I do black licorice, Mm -hmm. but basil sometimes has that back licorice flavor. Don't you find? And especially the scent of it sometimes comes through as like an anise. So I wonder if you kind of backed it up with some anise or like an extract of that kind without making it a too fakey, you know, but that's probably what I would do. And obviously I'm not going to, but <laughs> <laughs> obviously <laughs> yes, basil belongs in savory things in my never to be humble opinion. I have put basil in lemonade. I want to say before mm. um, and it was okay, but yeah, it still has that savory note to it. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you growing a lot of basil right now? Girl, Do you have I have got so much basil. Yeah, I had really, really good luck with it um, in my tower garden, my hydroponic garden. And so I've transferred most of that into my dirt garden out, outside now that it's nice out. And oh. um, my, um, you know how at the end of the year you get a lot of parent gifts and I have a parent who's really, really good at growing things. And she gave me several things of basil. So I should be oh, set. I nice. should have a lot of it and actually started some more because it starts really nicely. I, you know, just from the seeds in the tower garden, I usually have, you know, just tons and tons of it from one little seed in the tower mm-hmm. garden. And you Did are you, a hydroponic gal as well. You've got basil I know, going, right? But that's funny because I was just thinking it has overgrown um that space so i was like i bet i could just stick this in dirt and now you've just proven that you can just make sure you got some nice dirt and that it's in a it, you know it's obviously it's warm enough now right you can get right. it outside so yeah i highly recommend do you, do you ever think do you ever get a hint of cat urine from basil no, I don't, but thank you for that. <laughs> Probably from now on. I had I to ask. I had to ask because every once in a while, I feel like it can go either way that it'll smell urinish to me. I love basil. I'm not trying to slam. I'm not trying to That's slam. That's so basil. weird. I wonder if you have some kind of gene mutation. You know how, like, they say some people who taste cilantro. They taste soap. Soapy, yeah. And they they hate it. Maybe you have like a very rare thing where like every once in a while, some strand of basil makes it like cat pee for you. Why Why wouldn't that be possible, I guess, with the cilantro thing? I guess, yeah. But I do love basil and I love just to eat the leaves once in a while and mm-hmm. especially just around a piece of cheese or something. Mm-hmm. I pass it out to the children sometimes at school. 
They love Do it. Uh-huh. But when, when we have things growing on the tower garden, we had um, some uh, sweet peas, actually uh, sugar snap peas, you know, um, and we had basil and lettuce and stuff. And we'll just stand around and I'll say, who wants to try this? Who wants to try that? And they, they love it. And, you know, kids, their mouths are so different and their senses of what is sweet or, you know, um, what is spicy. Cause I've given them arugula before and ooh-wee, too spicy for a little one. They just can't take it. It's really spicy. I love, 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 love that you're doing that and that they are willing to do that because that'll help their palate so much when they're older. Yep. And I'm, I honestly, I don't think I had basil till I was a fresh basil until yeah. I was maybe a late teen or adult. Because if my mom had basil, it was a dried bottle that was like 14 years old. I was just going to say, maybe, of course it was expired. Yeah, of yeah. course it was expired. And, you know, and I didn't like that. I didn't like it. And I love fresh basil and I, how wonderful. And I was a super picky kid. Oh my gosh. So such a picky eater. Mm-hmm. And how amazing that they're getting to taste. Well, how, it, how food should taste too, of course, super fresh and mm-hmm. right from, right from picking or the vine. That's awesome. Yep. Every once in a while we have tomatoes, whether our outside garden or on the tower garden. And I have found that ch- there are some children who cannot get enough tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, pop, 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 pop. My children don't like, like them. They've never been big tomato fans, but I've wow. had kids who will just nonstop eat little tomatoes. Even like the orange sugar babies or whatever they're called that are so, so sweet. They're like mm-hmm. candy. Your daughters mm-hmm. don't like those. Um, Anna hates tomatoes to this day. Anna. What? No. And, um, so around the yard with, with no, with, with no teeth, with no teeth and like Jane Baker back in the day. <laughs> That's a shout out. I, if my mom is listening, she knows how Jane Baker took her dentures out and ate tomatoes from her garden and chased me and my brother around the house and scared the crap out of us. And my brother, until the day he died, would not eat a tomato. <laughs> he would not. But I like them now. But thanks a lot, Jane Baker. Scarring us. And it probably just, you know, was a genetic thing and just transferred it to my daughter. Do you know that if I had to list five foods that I couldn't live without, tomatoes is one of them. I love them so much. Yep. I love them. Yep. I love them. so versatile. You just like them. You like tomatoes. Tomatoes just to have a tomato, right? I like them anyway. Anyway. And I love them just sliced on like a buttered piece of bread. Totally. Um and that makes me wonder, does your mom, Martha, who eats salted rhubarb, like, does she put sugar, does she put sugar on her tomatoes like so many baby boomer and older people seem to like to do? I My parents always so. ate sugar on tomatoes. Ooh. No, she likes tomatoes, but I don't remember her putting sugar on. If I'm wrong, mom, let me know. She's one of our 20 listeners, you know. I would like to... Uh, commend her for watching the donuts oh yeah movie. <laughs> i was like mom i can't believe i can't believe you watched that whole thing she's like yeah it wasn't that bad i said it was too she goes yeah it was it was pretty bad <laughs> i know we've beaten that horse to death but i i don't know i've had many conversations with people about whether or not i should have left it is a beautiful memory for myself, but 
Don't but, uh, fold it, Allison. It's fold. <laughs> oh boy, that was fun. Uh, donuts fun. too has to be on my list for summer. I really should just make a list, a true list <gasps> of bakes. That's what we should have done for this show. Cancel what we're talking about now. Baking bucket list. Okay, that one. Okay, Go. I'm gonna put baked Alaska at the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put. I'm going to put a filled donut on because I've made Ooh, ring donuts. Okay. Because um, it would be fun to make like a Richard style custard, like a rhubarb custard, why there's still rhubarb around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been kind of thinking just very, very recently about making some crackers. I know it's not hard. The baking part is the hard part, you know, the getting to not them even. Overbake, yeah. 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 And maybe I should keep it at three and not aim too high. What about you? Nice. Um, I really think I'm going to make a puff pastry and then make a tart uh, tartan with the recipe that I got from Ian from last oh. season. He sent me his recipe and um, I'm such a bragger right there, but I will do it. I, I have a, a lot of butter in the freezer and I really, really want to try that. So um, I also have um, kind of a chopped challenge. I brought home from school cause I am frugal and I hate to waste things. And the children come in with um, breakfast every day and they only eat part of it. And we were left with like 30 oranges <laughs> and um, they were in the fridge and my, my aide and I were like, what are we going to do with these? And I was like, we can't just throw them away. We can't throw the oranges away. So I'm going to figure out something orange to make. I think margaritas are definitely on that list with the oranges, but I think mm-hmm. I would like to do um, some kind of orange layered cake. And I also have about 20 bananas that are going bad right now. So I'm going <laughs> to try to make something more than banana bread. You know, which yeah, I, I baked yeah. a couple loaves of that this morning, but um, I would like to do something else with those. So, and I also got like uh, 50 things of raisins and nobody likes uh, raisins. You're an no. anti-raisin? I hate raisins. Raisins hate in raisins. a molasses cookie, Allison. You cannot, you cannot have a molasses cookie without raisins. Look at you shaking your raisins. head like a, like a child. I, I have very few things that I hate and I hate raisins and I also hate I hate bananas. I hate bananas. Do you hate banana bread? No. Okay. No. But I hate raisins and bananas. And in the 70s, when we were little kids, my mom was sort of health conscious, so to speak. And so those would be snacks. And I hated them then. My mom would hand out boxes of raisins to trick or treaters. Oh, I, I she's mean, one of talk those about, moms. <laughs> talk Thanks about a, a sick lot, joke. Barb. I know. I know. <laughs> Where's the Snickers at? Uh, I don't want none of these sunmaids. <laughs> I I just don't like raisins in anything. They can just leave. No. I don't, don't. want to eat a handful of them, but if they are in a trail mix, I think it's a nice a nice um contrast to nuts. And uh, I have to tell you, my all-time favorite cookie has raisins in it. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I forgive you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> anything, else on your, anything else on your baking bucket list? Oh, 
I haven't really thought about it. I am working my way through that, my new dessert person book, and um, will definitely definitely be reporting to you on some of the things that I try from there on the uh, awesome. difficulty time matrix that she has <laughs> that she has out there, which I just love. I just think that's fantastic. So soon. Well, that, that was fun. Great. Yeah, that was fun. But I think for now, it, we'll call it done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.